Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Full of splendor and majesty is His work, and His righteousness endures forever. Psalm 111, verses 2 and 3. Uh, wonderful praise, and I write, The heavens declare the glory of God. Uh, I'm quoting from the Bible. Uh, day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. That's from Psalm 19. Stephen, as he faces death, is filled with the Holy Spirit, and he, quote, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Uh, that's an amazing account in the eighth book of uh, the book of Acts. Uh, Stephen is the first martyr, um, of uh, first Christian martyr. And what's so ironic about his, uh, he's being stoned to death is there is Paul, a, uh, how do they, breathing fire and brimstone at the, uh, uh, at the, Christians because they were outside of the Jewish faith, and he was a, uh, a enemy of the church at that point before he goes to Damascus. Yeah, the, the connection of the psalm with this image that you have and the discussion around Stephen is interesting because the psalm declares, great are the works of the Lord, and they come about in ways historically that uh, are quite stunning. Uh, it felt like God was not interested in his people at the moment of Stephen's martyrdom because uh, it says in uh, Acts chapter 8 that a great pre uh, persecution broke out against the church and uh, they were uh, so fearful they left from Jerusalem. Um, and uh, you would think, wow, this this was not really according to God's plan. How is it that someone would get martyred and the church would get dispersed? But in eight, chapter 8 and verse 4, it says, And uh, they went to uh, Judea and Samaria, and everywhere they went, they preached the word of God. And this was God's original design. Uh, uh, Jesus expressed it this way in the beginning of Acts. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And uh, the church was doing quite well in Jerusalem, but they were still stuck there. And so this is one of the mysterious works of the Lord, that he takes one of their leaders out and leads to a persecution that... Uh, advances the church. And as you already mentioned, Saul is there giving approval of it. And he, as we know from his Damascus Road experience, becomes Paul, and he then brings the gospel to the ends of the earth. And so in some ways, uh, Acts chapter 8 is God propelling Acts chapter 1 and 8, that you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, into the next chapter, because the people were a little slow on it. Uh, your uh, explanation there actually is a perfect example of what a Bible study should look like because it requires a certain amount of knowledge about other parts of the Bible. Oftentimes in Bible studies I've participated in, you'll focus on the verse and then you'll focus on pers personal experience and then you'll focus on whether you believe in God or not, etc. Not bad, but... Uh, the richness of the story you've just told 
uh, is right there before us in Acts and other parts of the Bible. Uh, because actually, Stephen, uh, before he is stoned to death, uh, tells the entire story of coming to Israel. It's the story of Moses and, and the exile and the desert and everything. Uh, so he's very much in uh, within that story, but he cannot envision, except he does see God's purpose even in his death, as you beautifully um, elucidated. And the invitation to us is to uh, allow God to reveal himself in our stories, especially when it doesn't make sense. Uh, an adage I use often is don't interpret the story in the middle. It may feel quite off uh, kilter at this moment, but God is telling an incredible story in your life.